0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Two Guys in a Chainsaw. I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. Well, here we are recording this next episode. A little bit of insider information for you guys. You might have noticed that uh, we didn't have uh, too much up in March. And so uh, we are recording this episode... Uh, about a month after we actually watched the movie, <laughs> so we might be we might be plowing through this uh to the best of our abilities, but Craig's seen it twice, and we have notes. And we're going to do the best we can. <laughs> yeah, but, w- way to set up
1: expectations. It's going to be a great yeah, episode. well, we got to be honest, right?
0: <laughs> well, before we go forward into the movie, I do want to take a moment to just mention the fact that probably many of you know by now that we've launched a Patreon campaign. We've received a better response than I ever imagined we would get. I just was really, really grateful and uh, humbled by the support that we've received and uh, right now I just want to thank by name those people who at the time of this recording have become patrons of our podcast and joined our community. So thank you very much to Heather, Ryan, Dave, Neil, Carrie, Gary, Andreas, Adrian, Mark, Jessica, Christian, Aquaman, that's, that's exciting, Lisha and lorena thank you so much uh for your support for going to our patreon page just supporting our podcast and feeling compelled to uh help us out a little bit in uh the various things that we need to do to get this on the air we really 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 appreciate your support and uh we're going to do our best uh uh, to get all those goodies and those rewards out to you. All of you should already have access to our exclusive interview, that 90-minute interview uh, that's up on our Patreon page. And um, starting from now, uh, you should also be receiving full unedited versions of our podcast up there on the Patreon page. And we'll be posting more mini minisodes here very shortly for you guys. And little taste of that interview. For those of you out there who are uh, maybe a little undecided about yet whether or not you want to, uh, to join our little community, we're going to give you a little bit of... T- of a taste of what, uh, of what there is out on our regular feed. So be waiting for that. Thank you guys so much.
1: Yeah. Thank you. That's, that's the first time I've heard that list of names and some of them are familiar. I I've chatted with a, a few of you, uh, but, uh, some of you I've not chatted with and look forward to it going forward. Thank you for your support.
0: Oh, and we're looking forward to getting our first um, recommendation for movies from this group, too, since uh, <laughs> since they'll get to vote on um, which request we do next, which is going to take a huge weight off of, off of our shoulders. Because <laughs> we lazy. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if, if you, by the way, if you are compelled to uh, join our Patreon group, just go to patreon.com chainsawpodcast, or if you just go to our regular website, twoguys.redfortynet.com 40 netcom there are links there as well to our Patreon page. We would appreciate any bit of support that you get, that you give, and of course, we appreciate your support, whether or not you become a patron of this podcast. We we love you all anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, enough shilling. Let's talk about the movie.
0: <laughs> the movie that we're doing this week, I'm introducing it, even though it was Craig's pick. And this is a very, very modern film from 2021. It premiered on Netflix, and it's called Blood Red Sky. I wonder how many people out there have already seen it, because apparently it got quite a bit of downloads. I think 50 million streams or something. Yeah, upon, like in its first a... weekend, I think yeah which made it the most watched german release i believe at uh-huh. least which is which is pretty exciting it is a, a german british co-production but mostly german film it is subtitled but there's some english in there as well uh, and it is about i would say vampires on a plane <laughs> yeah I mean that's it <laughs> it's all you need to know you've seen snakes on a plane these are just bigger and their fangs are scarier. <laughs>
1: yeah and and on Netflix you also have the option of watching it dubbed and, I, and I'll be honest the first time I watched it this is one of those movies that I, I had never heard of I knew nothing about I was just looking around on all of the Uh, platforms that I subscribe to to try to put something on in the background while I was grading papers. Because I was doing that, obviously, I couldn't focus on subtitles, so I watched it dubbed. Um, And and the dubbing is is perfectly adequate. The second time I watched it, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be, you know... Good about this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the original uh, language, and I'm gonna read the subtitles. And I got about five minutes into, it, I was like, nah, <laughs> 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 and I turned the dub back on just because I I, I didn't want to be spending all my time reading. I wanted to watch. I wanted to see what was going on because there's a lot to see. There is. This rarely happens because I in, I intentionally try to pick things that I think are not going to be so compelling that I'm going to get sucked in, because I'm, I'm working. But I, I failed miserably on that account on this one, because I I got immediately sucked in and just, just stopped grading and watched it. And mm. I ended up uh, I ended up thinking it was really quite good. I mean, for such... A simple premise. It really, I mean, no joke, Todd, you're absolutely right. It's vampires on a plane, but there's more to it than that. And there's some Mm. really compelling stuff going on uh, in this movie. Things that I found to be genuinely captivating. And I found myself uh, really caring about some of these characters and really invested in what was going to happen. And so it, it,
0: It got me. I like this movie. I did, too. Uh, I'm really glad that you introduced it. You know, I think that I will pretty much watch anything on a plane. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, are, are just benign, normal dramas ever produced that all take place on a plane? It's usually action thrillers, right? Yeah. A plane is this conf- is this is just this natural, confined space full of people who would rather not be there, n- bear no relation to each other usually, you know, they're, they're, they're all strangers, and it's cramped environment, and it's a long time, and I don't know, I know they're, I've heard... I've heard tell that there are people who actually enjoy the process of flying on a plane. I enjoy the process of traveling, but the, the bit of time that it takes for me to be on a plane is probably my least favorite part of that process, especially as a guy who, put, who puts on a lot of miles and in international flights. So I just feel like uh, it's naturally a compelling and interesting setting for any... St- story. Even with this it, it it actually it's very similar to a, a lot of movies that have nothing to do with vampires. People are hijacking a plane and people have to solve it. And in this case, there's a little bit of a twist in there and that somebody else on the plane is a vampire and that that's novel. Like I I guess have is there anything like this? You
1: know, the only thing that it kind of reminds me of is Train to Busan. Ah, uh, yeah. Be, just because it's a, a similar kind of environment. Now, obviously, that train was long, and so they had to maneuver um, through it and get around zombies and, and those types of things. Plus, in that movie, the train would periodically stop, and they could get out. Now, obviously, uh, you can't do that on a plane. And and this is, I mean, it's a huge commercial jetliner on on an international flight. So there is room for them to move around. And I also appreciate, you know, they they take, I think, full advantage of not just the passenger compartments, but the other spaces in a plane that we, yeah, right, Mm -hmm. that that we as normal passengers don't typically have access to. Um, But it does spread out the geography a little bit. So there are places for people to hide and, and congregate, and yeah, I just thought it worked really well. It is major action, especially when you get into the vampire stuff. And the vampire stuff is really good, and I'm excited to talk about that, and the design, and and the violence, and the gore of which there is an insane amount. Yeah, But for me, that was secondary. What this story is really about is a mother and son. Okay, let's start at the beginning. It's It starts out uh, at an airbase in Scotland where a plane is being um, directed uh, for an emergency landing. They're being escorted into an emergency landing, and we hear through dialogue with the people in the tower and, and other people that supposedly there are explosives on board. They get the plane landed, and the emergency hatch or a hatch opens up and a young boy, a very young boy um, climbs down some cargo netting to get out. And it's just this little boy with a teddy bear. And we see that there is a man in the cockpit and all of these military guys all around have their guns trained on this guy in the cockpit. And uh, they get the boy inside like the, the tower building or control area or whatever. And this lady starts questioning him, and it flashes back to a bald woman who ends up being our main character, Nadia, um, in a bathroom. And we see her putting on a wig and, and seemingly preparing to go out. Then we see this young boy at the baggage check checking himself in, and the lady's like, well, where's your mom? And, and he's like, oh, she's coming. She just told me to do this part. And eventually she arrives at the airport. It's nighttime. I think she's wearing sunglasses. Um, she's, she seems kind of meek, like she's going out of her way to not draw attention to herself. And the setup, and I think it's a very clever setup, is that she has some sort of illness, which I immediately, because of her bald head, assumed was cancer, yeah and and she 's going to the United States to have this experimental procedure done, which basically I think comes down to a um, blood transfusion slash blood cleansing type of thing so and and she 's in the bathroom taking pills and giving herself injections and i 'm thinking oh, okay well this here 's this drama of this apparently single mother and her child, and she 's ill. Um, And and she's going for this uh, special treatment, which ultimately is true. (laughs) They also meet a nice man, Farid, I think is his name. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elias, the little boy, um, kind of befriends this uh, nice Middle Eastern man who's going to be on uh, the same plane, and, and he tells him what's going on, that his mom's going for a bone marrow transplant and stuff. But then they board the plane, and there are these... The The movie makes a point of making it very clear that some of the men on this flight are shady. Right. And And, and ultimately, it pays off very quickly, because really, no sooner are they in the air than one of the male flight attendants and several male passengers on the plane reveal themselves... To be uh, terrorists or, or mm-hmm. something. I mean, we don't know immediately what their motives are, but they take control of the plane. And from that point, for the next 10, 15 minutes or so, it is your very typical kind of thriller hijack movie. Right. The guy who had been posing as a flight attendant, which, by the way, that plan had to have been in motion for. Years like
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. He, you For him don't to just get employed show up and, as a flight attendant,
1: right? You don't just show up and like apply, and they're like, "Okay, well, we'll have you on the next international flight."
0: <laughs> um, but
1: he—he he is this. He's a
0: bad guy. He's insane. Yeah, he's just he's just off his rocker, kind he's of bad sadistic,
1: guy. sadistic. Yeah. He's a sociopath. sociopath, and he's very violent, and he's—he's he's very menacing and threatening to the passengers. And Elias, who. I just want to say is a very cute kid and plays a significant role in this movie. And the young actor who played this kid does an excellent job. Mm. Um, the relationship between this mother and son is so apparent and so believable. Yeah. I was transfixed I, I was rooting for them i wanted them to be okay but he's also precocious it's smart like a smart kid yeah out of like the seat pocket in front of him, he pulls up like one of the safety manuals or something, which shows a diagram of the plane and shows the cargo hold. And he says to his mom, look, we should sneak down here and hide down there. And she says, no, just stay where you are. When she's not looking, he kind of climbs over her back and starts running. The terrorist guys start, they notice that he's moving and, and she gets on her feet to try to retrieve him. I don't think that she's trying to escape or anything, but she's trying to retrieve him. And sociopath 8-Ball shoots her multiple times in the chest. Mm -hmm. And she falls down on her back as blood pools around her and seemingly dies.
0: Right in front of him.
1: Right, as he's weeping over Mm -hmm. her. And one of the other terrorists, (laughs) the other guys, I mean, they're all bad guys, but they're not just a sadistic, you know, they're not yeah. pleased that this has happened. It was unnecessary, it was avoidable, but it has happened. And so they return the kid to his seat kind of gently and, and tell him to stay where he is. At that point, I, I didn't know where it was going. I, I didn't know, I didn't know anything about this movie going in. I had no
0: oh, idea it was, no, nothing.
1: And I had no idea it was a vampire movie. And so moving forward, I was Pleasantly surprised.
0: Yeah, I didn't know either. I, you know, you told me this movie, Blood Red Sky, and then I turned it on, and it was clearly going to be about, you know, um, up up in the in the sky in an airplane. The hijacking started, but I knew something was up. I knew a, it's a horror movie. I had the suspicion earlier on that there was going to be vampirism involved because it, it does flash back. It's interesting how it cuts between uh, the action in the plane and flashbacks into the more recent past of the mother and this kid and and. His father. The one thing that, that really struck me about the mother and the son, like you said, you're right, their relationship, they seemed very close. They seemed believable. But also, they, from the very beginning, seem like people who have seen tough times. Uh, there's just a moroseness about it, just like a sadness. And at first, I thought that that probably had to do with her sickness. You know, they're both aware. That she has this cancer and she's going to get this blood treatment. But knowing that this was a horror movie, I was kind of, I did kind of have it in the back of my mind. I'll bet there's more to it than that. And, you know, the fact that they kept flashing back to this one night where she and her family, uh, her husband and him, were driving through the darkness in the snow um, through the countryside and their car breaks down. And we see that kind of part of the story in the past play out that I thought, okay, yeah, she's clearly got some background and it's probably going to end up being supernatural, maybe vampire. I, I was able to kind of put that together pretty quickly, it, not because I'm super smart. I just think the movie does a pretty good job of l- l- dropping down some clues that you can definitely pick up on. Sure, you know, sure. If you, if you know you're coming in on it.
1: If I remember correctly, that first flashback comes right when she's shot.
0: It's the second one, but yeah. Mm-hmm. And
1: you don't know right away what what's happening. You know, they they seem like a happy family. The son is an infant uh, in mm-hmm. in the flashbacks, and they just seem very happy, very normal. Of course, you quite, obviously the husband's not around, so something must have happened. And these flashbacks are parceled out. Over the course of the movie, but you're right. Like even in the first one, you know some you know something's going on, and and something's then up, yeah. basically, like you said, their car breaks down in the middle of the road, like on a mountain in the middle of a, a blizzard, and he goes off looking for help. But I think at some point, maybe the second flashback or something, he he hasn't returned. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, and he hasn't come back. Um, so she with her baby. Goes out looking for him, which I remember thinking that's really foolish. (laughs) You know, just stay in in the car. Um, But at the same time, I mean, eventually, if nobody shows up, you're going to have to do something. Yeah.
0: So she goes looking for him. I have to say, by the way, cautionary tale as a person you know who's been married for a while and who has a kid don't ever do that if if you could get breakdown or whatever like that one person goes off into the blinding snow leaving the other two behind it's just going to be a recipe for disaster like just all three of you head out and if it gets to be too much just you know pace Go your back. way back <laughs> to the car and figure something else out you know what i mean <laughs> yeah
1: i mean cuz it looked like where they were was very remote i don't know yeah. what he was It's not like there's a gas station down the road, right? (laughs) I I don't remember which comes first. I kind of feel like the reveal happens before we see because she eventually does find what has happened to her husband. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that that's after the reveal. We we uh, you know as just before
0: it's just before.
1: Gotcha. I don't know exactly what's going on. The the passengers float around theories about what they think these guys are doing. What I Mm. do know is that they force all of the male passengers on the plane of Middle Eastern descent, they force them to record terrorist messages Mm -hmm. as though they are the ones who have hijacked the plane. And our nice guy, Farid, tries to, because uh, I I don't think... All of the terrorist guys are Caucasian um, and, and they force them to record these messages in English and in I don't know what do they speak? Arabic? Arabic.
0: Yeah yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah. Um, and so Farid assumes that they don't speak Arabic and so when he's asked to record the message, he tells the truth in Arabic. But apparently one of them knows enough Arabic to know what he's doing and um shoots one of the other guys as a warning so they're they're setting these other guys up, and their plan is th- the terrorists themselves are going to evacuate the plane um, mm. I still don't know what their end game is some of the passengers just money I think it's it money, is- but like the passengers think that it has something to do with like the stock market like anytime that there's a major terrorist event like the stock market crashes uh, or something yeah I mean mm. it's it's all it's all like they um, shorted
0: stocks or something and then it, they're hoping sh-
1: I don't it know it's all it's all motivated by greed and, and money but ultimately it doesn't really matter while they're doing their thing and making their plans and making these guys record these messages and stuff we get a shot of Nadia dead on the ground but she's not dead. She wakes up and and it's impossible. I mean, she was shot multiple times at close range in the torso, in the chest. It's just absolutely impossible that she could be alive. And she makes her way into the bathroom. She's without her medicine. She can't take her pills. She can't give herself her injections. And immediately she begins to change. Uh, she she mm. looks at herself in the mirror. Her eyes have started to change. Um, her ears have started... I don't remember if she was wearing prosthetics on her ears or if she was just covering her ears with her hair. I think she was kind of keeping her ears covered with her hair. Yeah. But when she takes her wig off, you see that she's kind of got these pointy ears. She takes uh, off... She's got um, false teeth. And, and and she she takes them off to reveal that she's got fangs that seem to be kind of growing and becoming more prominent. She's a vampire. Yeah. Somehow she makes her way down to the cargo bay where all of the animals dogs (laughs) that are traveling are are down there and barking. Um, And she ends up eating this little dog. (laughs) (laughs) And you know how I feel about dogs. You know how I feel about um, dogs dog. it. Yeah, I do. Which is
0: why I'm so surprised you're laughing about her eating a little dog. It, now, so. it,
1: it, it didn't <laughs> bother me because it served the story so well. In fact, there's just a brief moment of hesitation. Like she doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it appears that she needs blood to strengthen herself um, because she is, you know injured it appears to work and uh uh, one of the terrorist guys ends up kind of finding her down there and she eats him too now at this point i don't know how specific you want to be about the plot like because yeah it's
0: it's exciting movie it
1: it, right and it's exciting and there's constantly stuff going on but i don't know that going through it Mm. beat by beat really makes a lot of sense I I agree.
0: It's going through beat by beat would be like going through Con Air or you know Air Force One or something like that, beat by beat. It's just it's a complicated mess of scenarios where the hijackers find her and then they they she eats them and then she kind of gets away and then you know it's just it's too much to describe. But what is also happening, like we had said earlier, is we're getting flashbacks to the past where we we get the fuller picture of what happened. And obviously, what happened is. Um, we're seeing the incident where she turned into the vampire. Uh, and that is, she went up to a farmhouse that she just kind of assumed her husband went into, um, and as she gets there, uh, she gets attacked by a snarling creature that's clearly, you know, a vampire or whatever, and, uh, and bitten by him, and her husband's dead and all that. So I, I just felt like the tragedy, it's sort of like tragedy p- upon tragedy, right? This woman, bitten... Her husband's dead, so now she's a single mother. She's had to raise this boy up to the age he is now. In the meantime, it's the tragedy of the vampire, you know, that we talked about with Dracula, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody really wants to be this anymore, and so she's looking for a cure, and maybe she's found it in this treatment that she's going to get in the USA. So all that kind of starts to fall into place in our understanding. And I do wonder, do you think her son is fully aware yes oh yes 100 okay.
1: percent. yep he knows exactly what's going on because eventually she comes back up i mean like you said I, I, she kills she kills a couple of the terrorists i think and and she comes back up to get her son i think that her coming back up to get her son coincides with the terrorists they they leave the passengers they tell them to stay seated to keep their hands on the front of the seat in front of them, and, and they say, like, we're going to be leaving you for a while, but if you try to get up, there's, I don't know what they say, like there's motion sensors or something that are going to trigger yeah. trigger this deadly gas. that's gonna, Which is
0: fake, but yeah. Which is a
1: lie, that. right? I mean, they acknowledge to, the, to us, the audience, that it's fake, but right. the, the passengers don't know that. They descend down into the cargo hold and are planning to jump one of the pilots is in on it um they've had him descend to a level where they can uh safely jump using parachutes i guess and this is just unfortunate timing because Nadia comes up and and at this point her tra- her transformation is progressive um but at this point she has progressed pretty far and i really like the The vampire look in this movie. I mean, it, it's clearly inspired by Nosferatu. She looks like Count Orlock. Is that his? I don't know. the The main the main vampire in Nosferatu. The bald head, the pointy ears, the luminescent eyes, the 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 sharp. It's not. It's not just her incisors yeah. that are. It, it's all of her teeth are sharp, and it looks really good. Um, mm-hmm. She she's frightening to look at, and of course the passengers are terrified of her. Mm-hmm. But Elias isn't. Uh, he knows that it's his mother and he he seems to know what her affliction is and he's trying to keep her calm. She gets him and they get into the cockpit with the help of Fareed and some other guy on board who had some flight experience. They turn the plane. they They, they turn it around. She's desperate to get to New York. The terrorists had had I think diverted the plane in some way and she gets them to divert it back. Unfortunately, the terrorists have not yet jumped and they realize that the plane is changing course and so they don't jump and then It's a battle between the two forces.
0: Well, there are two interesting dynamics here, I think. I think the first interesting dynamic is she also seems to be struggling with keeping it together, right? Yes, yes. Because I guess the, the notion is that, like, when she feeds then she becomes more monstrous and maybe less in control of her emotions and she, you know, uh, unable to control the beast and therefore would lash out and perhaps become more dangerous. Or at the very least, just not have the mental capacity to be able to reason through everything. Well, and that's the
1: thing too. Like I, you know, we find out that she's been treating herself with these drugs that she actually got from the site where she was bitten. Um, mm -hmm. she, She was bitten on the hands by the vampire that killed her husband. And then, by keeping him outside, she was able to kill him because the sun came up and he died. She returns later. to I don't even remember why she goes back. Maybe just hoping to f- find some answers? I, mm-hmm. I don't even know. But when she goes back, she <laughs> the vampire that bit her, his dad is there, and he's angry that she killed his son. And he explains... You know, we're vampires and we're beasts and we're monsters and, you know, we have to be eradicated to keep this um, from spreading.
0: World, and, yeah.
1: Yeah, and and he tr- and he he's a vampire too, but she somehow is able to best him and then she finds in his refrigerator these drugs and, and these are the drugs that she's been injecting herself with. Now, I'm fascinated with this part of the story. I don't understand it. I, I guess that these drugs somehow suppress the vampirism and she needs it to to suppress it like you said when she feeds it seems to increase her bloodlust and like you said make her less in control of herself but the question that kept that i kept asking myself is do her doctors in New York know she's a vampire? Like <laughs> Are these are there doctors in the world who are giving vampires bone marrow transfusions to cure them of their vampirism?
0: Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Right? Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's what's novel about this movie, too, is it's vampires on a plane, but the vampire's actually the good guy, right? He, She's like... For it's now. like, thank God she's there, right? Because she's sort of like the secret weapon for the passengers, except they don't really know that for sure. In the chaos of everything, she might even seem more monstrous than the terrorists. And so, like, she's she's also kind of in danger anyway. Not that the passengers are really mobilizing and doing much, that... They are almost, you know, Well they do. The the
1: well they are they but do a they do. Bit. They I mean they they try to attack her uh mm-hmm. at at uh, at least one point until she kind of proves herself. I th- I think that she kills one of the main terrorists uh in front of the passengers and Farid and Elias are shouting at the passengers like she's on our side, she's on our side.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: uh, eventually uh, they're skeptical, as I certainly would be, but they they right. kind of just they kind of just step back and let her do her thing. But because it's you know on a plane, Nadia and Fareed and Elias are able to lock themselves in the cockpit, mm-hmm. and the uh, terrorists are on the other side of the door. But the terrorists keep bringing passengers to the front and saying, "If you don't." open the door we're just gonna keep executing people until you open it and they do they they execute a couple of people right there where you know through the people mm-hmm. and eventually they bring up a little girl well
0: eight ball does right uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah
1: and 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 she eventually she has to come out and she does and she kills one of the big main terrorists and there's fighting and 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 um, eight ball is not only sadistic, but capable. He figures out that she's a vampire and starts proceeding with that in mind. So he has, like, a blacklight, flashlight, which, I don't know, that makes sense. They would probably have those on planes. Um, Uh and, And he uses it to immobilize her. He has her down on the ground immobile. And you think that he's going to kill her immediately, but instead, he pulls out a syringe And draws blood from her neck, Mm -hmm. and and like puts the syringe in his pocket, and then he's got like a I don't know, some big stick like a pool stick or something I don't know that he's fashioned into a stake, and he's getting ready to stake her. But Elias appears, having found a gun from one of the air marshals or something, and um. Elias, I think, fires the gun. It doesn't hit uh, 8-ball, but I I think it breaks a window and and depressurizes the cabin, which is more chaos. Um, Mm -hmm. But but she, Nadia, is uh, able to get away for a little while. The thing that I thought, and again, I'm sure there's more business that I'm leaving out, but the the next really exciting part is there's kind of a cat and mouse with... um, eight ball and Nadia and she ends up chasing him down to the cargo area where there's a car and it must be a very expensive fancy car. Cause it seems like it's bulletproof. Like she, <laughs> right. she, he locks himself in there and she's beating on the windshield trying to get in and, and it just, it won't break. And so eventually she has a gun and, and I think she, or no, she gets, she gets some kind of big, like metal, metal rod and 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 try stabbing him through and and she does get it through the windshield but it it doesn't reach him and he just grabs it and pulls it through when it appears that she may eventually be able to get in he pulls that syringe out of his pocket and injects himself with it and she's mortified You know she mm-hmm. is. She is mortified that this is happening. Me, keep in mind that she's full on vampire like. <laughs> <Yeah>, she... <laughs> so she like she's monstrous, and her makeup is fantastic. Prosthetics oh, are yeah. great. She looks amazing. She is looks fantastic. Oh my god, it's so good. This actress is really good. It, well acted throughout. Yes. Um, the guy, the guy who plays Eight Ball is is just. A nightmare, like like he's so crazy, yeah. And you know she's thinking the same thing that we're thinking. This crazy guy as a vampire, no fucking way. Like- <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. It, it's it's also exactly what he wants to do. I mean, if this is perfectly within his character, right? Like mm-hmm. this guy's insane. He's just he's just this insane sociopathic guy, and he sees the opportunity here, you know, to become the one thing that nobody could beat. Uh, and so then he becomes the perfect foil to her. I just, I feel like the movie in this way is really well plotted because uh, there's always this danger that is uh, very real and very difficult, very believable. And it's it's just one step ahead. You know, the, the stakes continually get elevated and having eight ball there is essential to that. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the sociopathic guy who will do anything. So the danger is very real um, he will even turn on his own people if need be. Now he wants to be a vampire and he injects himself with these, this blood to become a vampire. So now she's going to be perfectly matched you know, with this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even outmatched because this guy's insanely crazy. Right. But then the other thing... It was really important that they have Elias in the picture, I think, because that is also, like, our concern is that he, he's not a vampire. <laughs> no. You know? He's not immortal. He's hes very much in peril and the movie did a very good job of, of um, you know, setting them up as sympathetic characters and and um, the, the love between his mother and the son and them trying to kind of get through this stuff. So, she also has to protect him. If he wasn't in the picture, the stakes wouldn't be as high in the film. So, it's just one thing after another. Honestly, It's like these action movies tend to go, but you know, they always find some excuse or some reason to continually elevate the stakes to the point where you don't think that the hero can possibly escape. But here it was just so cool that there was this supernatural element where there's this good guy vampire. I really, really like this aspect. And then the fact that the bad guy could also then turn himself into just as vicious, if not more, of a monster and possibly just have the upper hand entirely. So I got really interested. I was always interested in the movie. I thought there was always something interesting to see. Um, there was always a question. Um, it was always It's just kind of action-packed. And at this point, you're just like, holy shit, what is she going to do? Right. We're in for a, a major showdown, you know? <laughs> well, she
1: she thinks that she's taking care of it because she finds something, I don't know, some, some sort of flammable liquid. I don't know what it is. Um, but she as you know, as he's injecting himself, she pours that flammable liquid through the small hole in the... Uh, windshield that she was able to make and it, it splashes all over him and, and she lights a match and tosses it in and he goes up in flames screaming and um, I, I think that she thinks that she has um, taken care of it, that she, that she mm-hmm. was able to stop it before it was too late of course, he does survive, which I also think is another it's just real a, a cool idea because when he finally does emerge, not only is he a vampire, but he's terribly burned. And so the the makeup there is, is uh, outstanding as well. But the other thing, you know, I, I, I like all of this. I love all the vampire stuff. It's very exciting. The movie's two hours long, which frankly is a little long for me. It didn't feel long at all. Mm. And I was engaged the whole time. Same here. But there are secondary things going on. First of all, I've not given Farid nearly enough credit. He's a really good guy. He's a surrogate father in, in this movie. Mm. Yeah. She, at, at one point, I don't remember... It, it, it's pretty late in the movie um but at one point she kind of hands uh elias over to him and says promise me that you'll make sure that he's okay yeah. um and, like and if i don't make
0: it out of here yeah
1: right right and 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 he does and and he does you know take risks and you know he goes out of his way to to take care of this kid he, he's a he's a good guy he's a hero uh, in the movie he deserves credit for that but there's there's also human drama like these these passengers you know they're all in the same boat they're all in danger they're all scared um and heroes emerge there's one guy who i think is ex-military but he's in like um, basketball sh- shorts and a, a, a <laughs> like a schleppy t-shirt and like flip flops and and he's a big guy. He runs around throwing his weight around, fighting terrorists. He's heroic as well. But there are also terrible selfish people. There's there's one older gentleman who at some point, all the passengers are running. I think they're running from Nadia. Um, and it's it's basically a stampede, and uh, his wife falls down and is trampled to death. Now, obviously... Anybody would be upset by that, but he is so stricken by his grief and anger that he lashes out uh, at Nadia. He says it's her fault. He tries to kill her, and he has to be subdued. There's also just this asshole, like, stock market guy who only cares about himself. Eventually, we 8-Ball comes out of the car. He is a vampire now. He kills a couple of his... (laughs) friends, the the terrorists, to feed on them, to strengthen himself, and he turns at least one of them intentionally into a vampire as well. But they've got them trapped down in the cargo hold. And so they think that they're going to be able to get the plane somewhere a- a- and keep those couple of vampires trapped down there, and then they can deal with it when they land. But this asshole stockbroker guy gets mortally wounded and the flight attendant who's attending to him trying to help him and make him comfortable basically says look i'll do everything i can to make you comfortable but you know this is (laughs) this is a mortal wound so when she has her back turned he crawls to the entrance of the cargo hold and lets eight ball out in the hopes that eight ball will turn him into a vampire so he won't die like he begs for that um, but eight ball just kills him, but then they're out. The vampires are out, and it's like you know the mm-hmm. the, the the plane is like a a being buffet
0: exactly and
1: and it just becomes a slaughter. they're biting and killing a lot of the passengers, but a lot of the passengers are also being turned, and so then you've got. Elias, Fareed, the co-pilot, and Nadia in the cockpit, and outside is just an entire plane full of these ravenous, bloodthirsty vampires. And mm-hmm. what are they going to do? And at this point, Nadia's like, we can't land this plane. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I think initially her thought is they've got to crash it or or blow it up or something because... At this point, there are dozens, if not a hundred or more active vampires. And if they land, I mean, it could just spread like wildfire. But they come up with a plan. Do you remember what the plan is? It has something to do with explosives.
0: No, I don't remember. I don't remember this last bit.
1: I think that um, there's some way that they can spark a, de- a detonator. And oh, if yes, they- yes, yes, yes. And if they can do that near the fuel sources, they can blow up the plane. Yes. Um, but the detonator the detonator is remote. So, so their, their thought is if we can get our hands on this remote detonator, then we can land the plane and get uh, Farid and um, Elias off and then they can blow the plane up. Uh, and yep. and this is the point where Nadia it seems like she realizes that she's not getting out of this, yeah. um, and and she says as much and she says mm-hmm. as much to Elias who of course you know begs and says no we we'll figure it out we'll get you to the doctors um, but she knows uh, she can't the problem that they have is to get to where the remote is they would either have to go through the passenger cabin where all those vampires are or they would have to crawl through some very small space and o- the only person small enough to get through that space is Elias and Nadia doesn't want to let him go but she doesn't give him permission but he somehow manages to get away and goes for it and he has he has the black light flashlight to kind of help him ward off any vampires he might uh, encounter along the way, and he does And he gets down to the cargo hold And he gets a hold of the remote But he also gets cornered Underneath that car Somehow he, the the flashlight gets Knocked out of his hand And all of these vampires are surrounding the car Reaching under it, trying to get him And Ball eventually shows up Down there And is trying to get to him And is very close to getting to him Nadia I think she knows. I, I, I don't remember if there's cameras where they can see what's happening, but she knows that he's in danger. So she goes down there, and then it's the uh, showdown between her and 8-Ball, and it's an intense fight. And and yeah. you, I I really didn't know how it was going to turn out because they seem very evenly matched. He, he's He's strong. I mean, he's been eating people left and yeah. right. And it seems like that's how they gather their strength. So he's, he's very strong at this point. I had no idea how it was going to turn out.
0: Yeah, well, it turns out that Fareed kind of saves the day here, doesn't he?
1: I don't remember. Well, I remember she, that she, he gets... At some point, Farid gets bit in the hand and they chop his hand off to keep it from spreading. <laughs>
0: yes, that was, that was crazy. <laughs> Another one of those classic vampire werewolf things. No, um, I think Farid is is in the plane, right? He's in the cockpit, he's steering the plane. And so during their battle, uh, because the sun is now coming up, he's like uh, banking the plane or whatever so that the sun comes in through the window. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. And I believe that's what... Causes eight ball. There's like a big. It's it's just a big last final battle, and the they're I think they're in the cargo hold, and the doors open. Yeah. Right. Uh Uh, And they're trying not to get sucked out, and uh, eight ball is like hanging on outside the window by a the net, net. like a cargo net. But because the sun's coming up, Farid is able to like bank the plane to kind of in the direction of the sun, so that he can't climb back in because he kind of gets burned by the sun, and he ends up. Um, I think he, that, that causes him to burn up and he basically falls. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. This, this part was a little, gosh, I mean, it, it, it's a good movie when it's like, you know, it's an action movie, it's a vampire movie, but it also tugged at my heartstrings because at mm-hmm. this point, the, the cargo bay door is open and the light is coming in. Elias is standing in the light and Nadia is standing in shadow and he keeps trying to approach her and she keeps pushing him back into the light yeah. because mm-hmm. she is so far gone now. She knows that she does. She know she doesn't trust herself to be near him. Mm-hmm. The vampire in her is, is too strong. She can't control it. And so she, she keeps him away. And I think of it like he's crying and, and reaching out for her and calling to her. And I think eventually she just turns and scampers away. Yeah. And that's where we come back to where we left off with the flashback. The plane lands, Elias gets out with his teddy bear. (laughs) They think that uh, Farid is one of the terrorists, and so they're planning to kill him. And and he just keeps saying, no, just let me out. Now, of course, he can't really say the plane is full of vampires because nobody's going to believe that. But the problem is Dusk is approaching. And mm. if they're unable to blow up the plane before nightfall, these vampires can just get out and scatter to the winds. And Elias is trying to uh, convince them to, to l- let Farid out, and, but they won't. And they take Elias away in an ambulance. Somehow he manages to jump out of the ambulance and starts running towards the plane. Um, I don't remember how. Somehow Farid is able to get out. He gets out, and he's uh, apprehended by the authorities. And Elias is uh, running towards the plane, but night has fallen, and the vampires are like, you know, they look like insects, uh, you know, just kind of dropping from the plane. And he sees his mother, Nadia. And Mm, and she's gone. He calls out to her, and she looks at him and roars and starts running at him, at which point... He opens up a seam in his teddy bear and pulls out the remote. He had had it all along.
0: Did you see this, by the way? Did you see this coming? No. No. I I had kind of forgotten about the remote entirely. Well, the thing was, I I immediately, I can't remember when it was. It was before this. But at some point, I was like, why does he have a teddy bear? I don't remember him with a teddy bear at all. And then Mm -hmm. I was thinking back to him in the hospital, and I'm like, wait a second. And so, as soon as he freaked out and asked for the teddy bear, I thought, "Oh shit, yeah, this is yeah <laughs> they, they they've got a plan
1: well and and, and, and and he pushes the button, and the entire plane explodes. I mean it's a huge explosion, it knocks him back like. 10 feet or something and yeah it, it gets on yeah his mom's dead the vampires did i mean they 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 success they successfully executed their plan but it's sad you know yeah he, he knew what he had to do but i mean that's that's heartbreaking and
0: yeah yeah but Farid is there to take. Yeah, to take and care. At,
1: at this point, the 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 military guys realize that Elias had been telling the truth. I'm sure they don't understand really what's going on, but they they believe them enough to release Farid, and uh, he and Elias um, are reunited on the tarmac, and that, that's it. Um, yeah, that's the end. I just thought overall it was a good movie. It was a really entertaining movie. Like it, it felt like yeah. Solid. It felt, yeah, it felt like a summer blockbuster. You know, it mm-hmm. it felt like something that if you had the opportunity, it would be ideal to see in the theater. Yes, um, it's action packed, uh, lots of great effects. I thought. Th- I have no complaint. I, I, I just generally have no complaints. Uh, it was well shot, it was well the cinematography was good, the acting was good, it looked good, the makeup was great, the effects mm. looked good, there's mm. lots of blood and gore, lots of action, um, never got bored. I, I just I really don't have any complaints. I, I, I it's not like I would go so far as to say, well this is the best movie I've ever seen. No, but it was really entertaining and gripping. Um and uh, I, I would, I would definitely recommend it. I mean, wh- if you're a fan of horror, what's not, what is not to recommend here? I mean, it's it's solid.
0: I mean, even if you're not a fan of horror, I think if you just like action movies, you know, like yeah. this is basically what it is. It's it's an action movie with a slight horror twist, but it's it's still at its core, it's it's like Die Hard, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I was I was happy to watch it. I loved it. Enjoyed it thoroughly just as much as I enjoy any other kind of action popcorn movie. And I thought that the, you know, mother-son dynamic was quite touching and you know, you compared it to train a train to Busan and mm. that was another thing that really sold that film as yep. well was this this thing which then comes to a poignant end, you know. Right. In that case it's a father and a daughter. In this case it's a mother and a son, but it's the same sort of idea
1: yeah it raises the stakes you know mm-hmm. it, it makes it ironically you have the humanity of these characters even though one of them is a vampire mm. they have a a human connection that you believe and that you care about and you know i was i was sad i I don't remember it's been a month since we watched it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if I shed a tear it was sad i felt yeah. i felt terrible for the both of them um they they had tried so hard and and they had um, survived so long, and they were on the cusp of a potential solution, um, and everything went wrong. And uh, it's it's a sad it's sad.
0: It is sad, yeah. And I would say, oh, they were able to save the day, but I mean, basically, the whole plane full of passengers died anyway. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so in that sense, it's a it's got a true horror movie ending, really. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please share it with a friend. You can find us online by just Googling Two Guys in a Chainsaw podcast, Where you can find our Twitter feed, our Facebook page, and our website, twoguys.redfortinet.com. Check us out there. As always, leave us a message. Let us know what you thought of this episode, what you want to see coming up. And if you're interested in uh, joining our patrons and uh, getting a a little bit of that extra stuff that I had brought up earlier on the podcast uh, go to our patreon page patreon.com slash chainsaw podcast or just follow the links to our website and our facebook page to get you there thank you to all of you and uh, until next time i'm todd and i'm craig with two guys in a chainsaw